Welcome to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Pour a glass, sit back, and enjoy the show. Thanks for joining us for another very interesting sip clip that we're going to do. We are going to talk about something that I've always had questions about. Uh, Let me introduce my co-host, Foti Stamos, and he will give you all the details. Hello, Foti. What's up, Ari? How are you? I'm doing great. Always looking forward to our sip clips because, you know, we always learn ourselves, but we have so much fun information that we want to share. Yes. And uh, like I said, uh, I've always had, you know, we've discussed this topic a few times um, I feel like I kind of got a better handle on it, but still, there's like some details that I think we could cover today. If uh, you want to let the audience know, what are we going to talk about? So we're, we're talking today about the differences between natural corks and screw caps. Wine, right? And uh, the cap or cork debate. And you often enough, Ari, have always bypassed the wines with screw caps at the wine shop. Yes. Well, you know, it's just like most problems in life, it's ignorance in many ways. You know, I just don't know. I I always thought, you know, boxed wine and screw top caps and all this stuff is just cheap, crappy wine. So I just bypass it without really having any knowledge. And now I'll tell you that some of my favorite wines have screw caps. So... Excellent the deal well, here. Well, long time ago, um, you know, there is some truth to the fact that a lot of bulk wine 30, 40 years ago uh, were, you know, enclosed with screw caps. And, uh, you know, there's still some essence uh, that's held by the fact that uh, corks uh, give a better feeling and presentation of a bottle of wine. Um, but the reality is, Ari, that when we compare the two screw cap or a bottle with a cork in it, um, the screw cap actually does a better job than the natural cork, which will break down the reasons why. Interesting. Okay. So, you know, bottles of bottles of wine are have been and still are typically enclosed with a natural cork. And, you know, a natural cork um, behaves according to the environment that it's in. What does that mean? So, you know, um, based on the levels of humidity in the environment, uh, when the environment is too dry, corks tend to kind of shrink. And that minimal shrinkage can create openings uh, between the bottle and the, the cork, which allows air to seep into the bottle of wine. Ooh. So that can actually taint your wine in a very short time. Yes. So it doesn't have a complete seal if that makes sense yeah yeah and then, and then on the opposite end if the environment is too humid and too much moisture then moisture builds up in the crevices of the cork and that could convert into bacteria which can grow and get moldy and travel through the cork and then that moldy substance or particles will drip into your wine and then that will taint your wine with the bacteria so either way you go um, the cork can be affected based on where it's being stored or how it behaves with the environment. So there's a risk factor with corks. Yeah, sounds like it. And statistically today, Ari, uh, one out of 12 bottles uh, that's with a cork um, are affected. Really? So you probably had had uh, wine that's been affected by the cork. You probably just haven't picked it up or we just thought that's the, the way the wine is. Yeah, I mean, uh, in theory, I can 
recount many times where I'm like, this is some weird, weird wine where now that you say that. I mean, we've had our share of funky wine, which is <laughs> nothing to do with a cork, but um, we've, we've all, all of us have had wine that's been affected by the cork. We just weren't able to either pick it up or understand if that's the cork or the wine. Interesting. So that brings you to my point about screw caps, also known as stelving closures, that a screw cap creates a perfect seal so no air gets into the bottle, so it can never be affected. So here, um, there's no risk factor in the enclosure because unless the cap is damaged or it's faulty, um, you typically get a guaranteed seal, so no air can ever get into the bottle. Yeah. So so okay, that's that's all good and fine and very important. Obviously, you don't want any risk to your wine. But let me say something that I believe in even stronger. Um, isn't it better to not use cork environmentally speaking? Very good point. And I'm going to say yes. There is a upcoming shortage of corks because, uh, you know, it takes a while to, to replant a cork tree. And the demand um, is outgrowing the ability to grow cork trees fast enough. So on that, and on that point, yes, you know, there is the shortage factor. And then also is where cutting down so many cork trees that could be affecting that, you know, microenvironment or microclimate in the, you know, in the area. Portugal uh, grows the majority of cork trees that we get our corks from. Yeah. So is it, is that climate reasons or just something that that's what they're uh, known for? It's just, it, that's what they're known for. That's, that's where the origins of cork trees come from. It is from Portugal. Very cool. Right. Well, uh, I mean, so, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we talked about cork being affected by environment, and that puts your wine at risk. We talk about cork requiring to be grown on a cork tree. So why the heck are people still using cork? It sounds like, to me, we should just all go screw capper. Or, let me ask you this, what about the synthetic cork? So that's another attempt, but, you know, you're using plastics, ah, yeah, uh, which yeah. is not also good for the environment. And also, synthetic corks... Um, also don't guarantee a perfect seal because depending on the cut of the mold of the cork and the way it behaves with the uh, glass container, um, they, they can also be faulty. They can also um, allow air to get in as well. So it sounds to me like uh, corking your wine is not the best way to do it. No. Well, there is this whole notion of we're so used to wine bottles being enclosed with corks that it seems odd to us to actually drink wine from a bottle that has a screw cap we're getting better and more and more wines are coming into the market with screw caps which is great there's actually certain markets in the world that are really big onto being progressive with uh, using screw caps which is australia new zealand and south africa are really uh, moving forward with a good portion of their production in screw caps, despite the the price points of their wines, whether they're inexpensive or expensive. Um, France as well is really introducing a lot of their inexpensive line of wines in screw caps. So is uh, it really the customer that's uh, keeping the cork in demand or or is it like actual wineries themselves that say we will only uh, use the cork? Or it, it's a combination. There are certain wineries that still want to keep their uh, bottles in enclosed with um, with natural corks. I'd I'd love to to hear some of the the that that could be a great segment. Yeah, I was going to say it would be awesome to hear from people who are 100% pro cork 
and other people who aren't to hear what they have to say, especially, obviously they would have to be in the industry and give us like more than just opinion, but like some solid like facts about it. Or we could, or we can uh, take an, another route and uh, actually travel there unexpectedly and catch them off guard and just ask them right. while you're using quirks. <laughs> I'm getting in my car. Let's go. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, by nature, I'm very progressive. So I love change. I love moving forward. I hate looking backward. So like, I'm all about the screw top. Yes. And some really funky um, productions that are in the natural world of making wine. Um, some wineries are using bottle caps. for Bottle it. caps? That I have not <laughs> seen. I, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. So like uh, a lot of, uh, you know, what the sparkling wines are using bottle caps. There's a pet net, which is a, a won't get to the details, but it's a form of a, of a semi-sparkling wine that uses bottle caps. There's actually a movement in the central parts of Italy where they're making natural wines and they're bottling them in like one liter bottles with bottle caps. It's, it's, it's like, it's crazy, but it's, it's exciting to see like these new progressive approaches on how they're producing and bottling wine. Today. That's awesome. I, I, I'm all for it. I think it's cool. I've never had it. I'd like to try. Yeah, but, but the uh, thing is, you know, once you pop that bottle with the bottle cap, you got to drink the whole bottle. I mean, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try my hardest. <laughs> well, that you know, that's that's very interesting. Um, I, obviously, the quality of the wine is is one of the important things in the wine world. But again, that environmental aspect. I, you know, it's something that's really growing on me and I think on both of us and on a lot of our demographic. And so I think it's really cool that, you know, there's new and, and better ways to, to do this stuff. So, so yeah, I, I mean, it, against tradition, I think it's, it's pretty cool. So hopefully uh, it's more people will accept it. And I wonder if we'll ever see the time where corks will go away. Well, by choice, I don't know. By necessity, maybe. Mm. I mean, you never know. Like there yeah. could be there could be some sort of issues, and you know, supply chains and climate and all this stuff, and there's just no cork to go around. And for those of you that that um still you know you buy you purchase your wine with corks in them, just some tips to keep in mind is that um try you know try to keep your bottles stored consistently in the same temperature because if they go from you know fluctuating temperature ranges. You know that will affect the cork, um, and you know if if your cork is pretty dry when you're trying to put the, uh, the wine key to open it up, you know just be very careful because it could crumble as you yeah. get it. Um, I've experienced that a few times. And there's a term that that you've probably heard with like my wine is corked. And I'm not sure if you heard it around, but typically if a cork is too dry um, and there's Openings happening and air is getting through. It's just pushing small dusty particles of cork. In. So yeah. when you pour a glass and you sip on it, you get the flavor of cork in your wine. Yeah. Now yeah. that means if you can if you can deal with that taste, you know you can still drink the wine. Nothing's going to happen to you. But you know it's a shame for that wine to go to waste. I've had my fair share of opening amazing bottles of wine that were vintage and the cork was bad. But I felt bad throwing it out, so I sucked it up and I drank it. <laughs> nice. You're right. a true you're a true uh, wine guy. That's it. You but take one for the team. I do, I do, I do. But well, that's, that's all very uh, very good information, very interesting stuff. Uh, you know, again, I, I love I love learning everything I can 
especially when it comes to how my wine is going to reach my lips and what affects it. And again, I'll say it again, the, the environmental aspect of it is so important nowadays. So definitely it's good stuff to know. So uh, thanks Fatih again for the information and thanks everybody for watching and listening. And we will see you next time on the next sip clip. Um, I don't know what it'll be, but Fatih will put his little, uh, thinking hat on and he'll come up with some good ideas and we'll see you then take care everybody bye bye cheers